I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, the author of 15 books, the subject of a documentary, the subject of a lengthy radio series, and now the host of her, her own show. Uh, she's, uh, she's absolutely wonderful, and she talks about issues involving, I, I think, major issues that, that have long-reaching effects. She happens to be in a hot spot right now. She lives in San Antonio, Texas, and the state of Texas is, is seemingly in the middle of everything, and, and uh, some people uh, you know, could observe that everything in Texas is moving right not right direction, not the right direction, but the right wing. And even though they supported uh, Trump for president this, this first, well, the first time he ran in 2016 and, and the, uh, the last time he ran when he lost to President Biden, he, I, I don't think they want to take anything for granted. It sounds like they're going to do whatever they can to make sure that Texas remains red and right. And uh, some people would would argue that everything's going wrong in Texas, but let me let me leave that to to the resident of Texas to decide. Uh, Dr. Florence, <laughs> by him Weinberg, how are you? I'm doing okay, thank you, Frank. Yeah, everything's wrong in Texas right now. It's a vortex uh, of problems, and I think uh, that we have our uh, well, certainly our state legislature and our governor to thank for a lot of it. And I'm going to begin with gerrymandering. Um, gerrymandering, of course, is going on in all of uh, all Republican states in order to make sure that the increase in uh, population uh, among minorities, which of course is especially true in Texas, because of the border situation uh, with the influx of people from Latin America and from Haiti also. So we have both black and brown people coming in. Uh, actually, we need them for our agriculture, uh, especially the brown ones who, who uh, gather our crops. Uh, but um, because of, of uh, the influx of these people who are apt to vote Democratic, uh, Texas is frantically going about gerrymandering the state. And uh, they're doing a very good job of it. What they're doing is adding a Republican district in Harris County, which is Houston, which is Democratic. The cities in Texas are Democratic uh, on the whole, the big ones. Yeah. So if you add a district uh, in Houston, which is happens to be uh, a Republican neighborhood, then you will get a, a Republican representative, another one, uh, another Republican new one, uh, representative in the House of Representatives in Washington. So they've done that in Houston. They are splitting Dallas into uh, several districts uh, like a pie chart. So the point goes in to the Democratic center of the city and the wide flaring um, uh, edge uh, back end of the uh, of the wedge uh, is in rural uh, the rural districts outside of Dallas which are all Republican so uh, Dallas will probably go Republican because of that very clever re redistricting there very imaginative wow. and then we have uh, in 
in Austin, which is notoriously democratic, <laughs> uh, we have uh, that packed into one district. So we only have one uh, representative representing all of Houston, which is now a pretty big city, uh, instead of two. <laughs> so that takes away a representative from the Democrats right there. And then uh, the, the Latino vote uh, can be spread out. I mean, El Paso, for instance, um, you can spread that out so that uh, the surrounding areas, which are Republican, are included. Uh, and so you spread them out so you weaken, weaken the uh, Democratic vote effect. Uh, and thus, you're going to have a red Texas for the next decade, at least. So that's that's number one. And that's, of course, the legislature doing that. At uh, uh, Well, they are all very enthusiastic right-wingers in our, the majority uh, in our state legislature. And so they have also uh, passed this wonderful abortion law, SB 8. Uh, which is uh, the one that says after six weeks a woman cannot have an abortion or after a heartbeat is perceived. And uh, the thing is that uh, movement in a certain area, that periodic movement, uh, can be considered as cellular uh, contractions rather than heart, uh, heart because the heart doesn't organize itself as an organ until much, much later, something like several months uh, even later. Uh, but the moment you, you feel that a little bit of a regular jiggle in the heart, uh, then abortion is illegal already. So... Um, Wow, I mean, what just happened? a lot, lot going on. Just, I, I mean, right there and that alone. I, I mean, just go ahead. I'm sorry, but just wow. Yes, uh, yes. All of this is uh, is going on simultaneously. Of course, uh, the, the legislature working very hard, and and the uh, uh, governor Abbott working very hard uh, with his pen signing the laws that the legislature legislature brings forward <clears throat> and of course the history of recent history of SB 8 the abortion law is that uh, Judge Robert Pittman put a stay on that law because he considered it and ar- argued very effectively that it was unconstitutional but then the 5th District Court, the federal 5th uh, District Court uh, put the law back into effect. So uh, right now, women cannot have abortions after six weeks. And uh, I was hearing last night uh, about a number of cases. One of the most pitiful of them, I think, was the 12-year-old little girl who came in, had been playing with a slightly older little boy and is pregnant and is past six weeks, barely past six weeks, and she is begging uh, to have this fixed because she does not, uh, she doesn't want to uh, to have a baby at age 12, and I don't think she should have a baby at that age either. And then there are the cases of incest and rape, which are also 
uh, included in this law, uh, the woman is is forced to have the baby. And even uh, terribly uh, malformed fetuses are uh, must be carried to term now. Uh, so uh, Abbott, uh, <laughs> Abbott was caught bragging about the law uh, because not only has he signed the six-week law outlawing abortion, uh, he has signed another uh, two two bills, I believe, House Bill. No, I think it's only one, House Bill 1280, which outlaws birth control pills. There's a, a pill called a trigger pill. Oh my God! Pill. Oh, oh my God! You got to be kidding! This is yeah, that's unbelievable. And, that yeah, and more and morning after pills. Uh, those are two different kinds of pills, yeah. uh, and both of them are going to to be outlawed uh, 30 days after the Supreme Court outlaws Roe v. Wade, which he fully expects to happen. But he's already signed those that into law that will automatically go into effect. So a woman will have absolutely no recourse in Texas, not even birth control pills. So there you are with the abortion situation. And then we have our new gun law that allows people untrained and, uh, uh, well, just uh, uh, unfit <laughs> uh, to carry guns because there's no no law restricting the ability to buy and carry guns openly in Texas. And murders and gun gun crimes generally are sharply up in Texas. And people are wondering why? Well, because idiots are now allowed to have guns, and idiots can do whatever they want with them. It's lo- it's legal now in Texas. So uh, everybody's in uh, in danger. I mean, you can go to the movies and sit down in the seat, and suddenly somebody can start shooting everybody. I mean, it's you're not safe anywhere. And then, of course, uh, Texas did, as you were saying, did go heavily for uh, Trump in the last election. But since there are still some a few Democratic districts, those particular districts not only are being gerrymandered out of existence, they are also uh, the election itself is now being audited in Texas. I don't think this has begun yet, but uh, but the legislature is seeing to it that it will be uh, started. Uh, and the other thing that's even more insidious is that the poll workers uh, who were uh, probably Republicans, a lot of them were uh, good Republican, uh, moderate Republican uh, people, <coughs> excuse me, are being displaced because they are being accused of uh, liberal leanings and people who believe in the big lie that uh, Biden is not our president. He's an illegitimate occupant of the White House and should be booted out and Trump replaced instantly in our White House. So the poll workers who oversaw a fair and clean election are being replaced with these people and uh, 
It's it's unbelievable. It's like a third world country, like a uh, they. You know, I mean, this sounds uh, this is probably politically incorrect to say, but like a banana republic. You know, this is yes. how they, if they were going to hold an election and they were going to, you know, punish the the people who held a fair election. I mean, this is how they would do it. You know, I mean, this is uh, uh, this. this is just, go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt, but I, I just wow. I mean, just everything. Texas yeah, is, yeah, wow. uh, yes. Uh, and in one district, uh, actually, this was uh, this was on Rachel Maddow last night. Uh, one district that uh, elected or went for Trump, I think, something like seventy-one uh, percent <laughs> went for Trump. Uh, that poll worker is being replaced uh, by the people who believe that she was just too liberal. <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, Biden got 17 percent of the vote there, <laughs> but they had a, a town hall meeting in which she was vilified. This woman who is a Republican, uh, and she was horrified. She she is somebody who uh, was known to be a righteous, upright, straight, wonderful, fair, justice minded human being and now she's getting death threats and uh, oh all kinds of, of nasty uh, nasty emails and facebook attacks and so on and she's she has i think she's already been replaced with a right winger who believes that biden is illegitimate etc etc yeah. uh, so that is going on and the other thing which is even more insidious is that now uh, if the legislature believes that the wrong person uh, got the most votes in any district, they can overturn that and uh, and put in their own people. So they can nominate their own electors to the electoral college if they don't believe that uh, uh, a Democrat, for instance, uh, won in their district. So they'll they'll fix that by simply overturning and ignoring the the uh, people's will. Mm. And so this is true also in Georgia and probably in Florida. <laughs> and I think most other Republican states are are following suit. So there is absolutely no chance for the people of this state to elect anybody except a Republican because uh if they do their their vote will be nullified and the Republican candidate will be installed. Amazing. So that's what ha that's Amazing. what's happening with our voting here in Texas. You know, I just want to I just want to say one one thing. We were talking a little while ago that Texas could turn purple, and yeah. that it could you know it it could turn blue. You know, it was it was close at different times, and I guess too close for comfort. And one right. of the reasons why is you have a lot of folks from, let's say, California coming in, or from Colorado coming. You, you know, the the wildfires, right? Didn't it pull some people right. into yeah. Texas? And and folks were moving in, and then the folks moving from uh, north from uh, from the the border uh, coming in, and you know, I I think personally that. 
the Republicans have discarded the Latino voters voters way too soon. I mean, uh, for for the most part, they're Catholic. Vote. I mean, ninety five percent of them are Catholics or Christians of of some uh, some strong um, Christ based uh, faith. And you would yes. family people, uh, hardworking people. These are all the things that the Republicans say they are. Right, that they they like to think they are. Why wouldn't yes. why mm-hmm. wouldn't those folks fit nicely into the Republican Party? And uh, right. I guess the only answer is is maybe because they're not starting out rich, and and the and, and the rich still dominate the the Republican t- uh, on laws and on on lobbying and so forth. But you know, it's it's almost like they're giving up on voters that are naturally. Uh, inclined to to vote for republicans yes exactly yeah they are uh, because uh, they're they're afraid that those voters uh, and, and of course they're all anti-abortion too the uh, yeah. the catholic no doubt no doubt about it yeah so um even so uh, a large number of them vote democratic and so therefore uh, the brown vote, like the black vote, uh, is dangerous and, and to be avoided and to be nullified if possible. And so that's what's happening. Uh, then finally, uh, in my list of things that are, uh, in my opinion, my humble opinion, wrong in Texas, uh, Governor Abbott has taken on the mantle of a dictator. He is telling people, uh, of course, uh, the right-wing people who believe that uh, uh, that Biden is uh, illegitimate uh, are all saying they are not going to get vaccinated. They're all anti-vaxxers uh, because they're claiming their freedom. So they're free to contract the disease and die from it. Yep. They're free to contract the disease and uh, pass it to everybody around them and kill them. Uh, they are uh, not willing to take this simple vaccine, which uh, guarantees that they will probably not catch the disease, and if they do, it will be a mild case. Uh, And now Abbott has decreed that children going to school, and of course this is the big thing right now, children went back to school, and he started off by forbidding uh, school superintendents to mandate masks for those children in school since at that time, back in September, uh, they were unable to get uh, have access to the vaccine. Wow. Now they have access to the vaccine. So the governor has just uh, issued another dictatorial decree that no superintendent can mandate vaccines for the children. Wow. So the children cannot wear masks. They cannot be vaccinated. <laughs> At least it's up to the to the mothers uh, to decide whether the children are going to be wearing masks or getting a vaccine. Yeah. And so many of the mothers are right-wing Republicans, and so the kids are going to school without masks and without the vaccine that is readily available for them. The kids are actually catching this disease. They are actually in crowding the hospitals. And our hospitals have not, although the number of overall deaths has has gone down somewhat, COVID deaths, uh, 
the the hospitals are still full, oddly enough, here in Texas. And so that is the situation here. Amazing. (laughs) Joyous situation in Texas. Amazing. Uh, Just amazing. Let me... Let, let me just comment on one thing, and I'll say it as a disclosure. Uh, my uh, my stepsister, uh, my you know, we say sister, we never say step, uh, but she has been anti-vax for and and again, I'll start off by saying I love her uh, dearly, and and she's close to us. She was an anti-vaxer, and uh, and had uh, been a big Trumper. And she watched all of these, you know, these uh, 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 crazy things on on um, YouTube and different things that were were saying what it could cause, uh, the deaths that it can cause. And a a little while ago, um, I I don't even know how many days ago now, she was taken to the hospital and she is fighting for her life right now. Oh, dear. For COVID-19. And uh, and and she she can't talk. She's on a hundred percent oxygen. Uh, we're praying for her. She's uh, deeply religious. She's a born again Christian, but to the point. And, and again, I'm I'm saying this um, so so people will will listening will get vax. I I have a feeling most of the people listening to you, Doc, are, are vaccinated or they're not anti-vax uh, in any way, but. Uh, the the uh, the string of of text that we get in uh, in support of my you know there's a there's like an e- email chain or rather a text chain of of people that are here and the um, uh, there there are people that are angry with my nephews who are are, are both Navy vets they're they're her sons but they are uh, they they are good. Hardworking kids, but they are progressive, and they are supportive of they are supportive of of President Biden. There, and they they were critical of President Trump. And there are some people in this text chain, text chain that are blaming them, blaming them for my sister's condition because she was oh, so upset that they were being unpatriotic. Unpatriotic. And by the way, it's 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 quite patriotic to make fun of President Biden or to to be critical of President Biden. But they they were calling them unpatriotic Two two Navy. Uh, one one uh, the older guy, Nick, uh, is uh, retired from the Navy and he's uh, he's raising a wonderful daughter and he has a wonderful wife. Uh, they're just progressive. You know, they're from Wisconsin and and they're you know, they're left leaning, if you want to say that. Um, I think they're moderate, but left-leaning but the uh they've received criticism from from people that are close to uh, you know my sister's church and beliefs but right now my sister is is fighting for her life she is fighting and and i you know i'm praying for her every day but uh the she was an anti-vaxxer i i wonder I wonder if uh, if she had the opportunity to do it again. And, and I'm just saying this out loud, so people, anybody who has friends or a family that that are against the vaccination, uh, she's in this situation because she chose not to get the vaccination. I urge everyone to learn from her mistake 
Get the vaccination. I mean, crawl over broken glass to get the vaccination. She's fighting for her life, and she's 57 years old. And it's just uh, it, it's based on false information. And I didn't mean to get on a soapbox here, Doc, but, I mean, what, uh, uh, what, what we're seeing is this horrendous information that uh, mm-hmm. is, uh, is, is there, and, and somehow the conspiracy theorists uh, buy into this nonsense, and uh, and and it's it's killing people. And and my yes. sister is on, you know, on uh, on a very very short leash. She's in the, you know in the hospital. She can't talk. She can't. Um, and she is fighting for her life because she wasn't vaccinated. But that's what Greg Abbott is is keeping people from. Um, yes, you know, with, with and they uh, our children are at risk. Thanks, Sam. Uh, the other thing is, of course, that Republicans are supposed to believe um, in I- individual freedom and against big government dictating things, and yet that's exactly the stance that uh, Greg Abbott has taken. He is the dictator. He is telling telling us that we cannot protect our children. Uh, this is a, another weirdness uh, because a governor is not supposed to put his citizens at risk he's supposed to be protecting us and everything that i've uh, talked about uh, that is and especially i'm talking about anti-abortion for uh, for people for women who have an uh, ectopic uh, pregnancy or some of something terribly wrong with the fetus uh they're uh, still it would be illegal to abort that fetus. And so you put the the, uh, mother's life in danger instead. Um, So he's endangering women as uh, the 12-year-old little girl um, who is pregnant and uh, is weeping because she doesn't even know what happened. Uh, So uh, there's that. Uh, Putting people at risk in that way, putting people at risk from others carrying guns who should not have them, but who can just go out and buy them the way you buy uh, candy in the candy store. Um, So we are at risk at being murdered by our fellow citizens who are slightly uh, askew mentally, uh, and we are certainly at at risk of COVID-19. Our kids are certainly at risk. Um, and uh, they are the innocent victims of this. Uh, Governor, how can you be so heartless as to put all our little children, uh, our future, uh, future Republican voters, too, at risk like this? Uh, so it's it's a puzzle. Uh, but I, he is doing all this in order to uh, curry favor with the Trumpists, uh, the MAGA people in our population here in Texas. And he believes that that is the only pathway to re-election or to a run for president. Uh, I know Trump is not going to let him run for president because Trump is going to be our next candidate for president. But anyway, that's how it is in Texas. (laughs) Just amazing to me. The other... The, the other uh, strange dynamic in this is that many of the people, and I'm getting to know them through my sister's ordeal, but many of the anti-vaxxers are 
are saying, hey, it's my body, my choice. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But those same people, many of those same people are anti-abortion. So what does it... Uh, what does that mean? It means my body, my choice. As long as you're not a young woman or not a woman, that's in. Uh, yes, that's in. That's right. In, yeah, in, in very good point. State. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I, I mean, I, that's you know, hypocrisy at its at its worst. I mean, I, I, I look. I understand people have different opinions on things, and I'm a, I'm a moderate. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm, I'm an independent. I'm the head of the Independence Party in New York. I mean, it's, I have friends on all sides uh, of this. I'm, I lean progressive on, on some end, and, and, you know, I've, I've got some conservative beliefs, fiscal conservative beliefs and things uh, such as that, but the, uh, the truth of the matter is uh, that uh, that to me to first of all to tell a woman what she should do with her pre- reproductive uh, issues uh, to me I just I never understood that uh, and and by the way I I, I think I I think uh, that people that are faced with the idea of an abortion have uh, the most uh, you know going through the most traumatic time uh, in most of their lives. Uh, to make a decision like that and and to to put even more pressure on them by making mm-hmm. it illegal, right uh you know to me it's it's inhuman yes it is i couldn't agree more because as you say women uh women do not take such a decision lightly it's a horrific decision to have to make and they the women who do take that decision are up against it uh, uh, of course, I've had a whole program about Millie, yep. uh, the little hunchback uh, woman that, uh, who was a nurse uh, at uh, the hospital of the University of Iowa uh, back in the 50s when I was a graduate student there, uh, who got pregnant uh, by a, uh, a Down syndrome person. And... Uh, uh, and decided that there was too much risk of a child either being mentally deficient or uh, deformed physically or both. Uh, and so she chose to have an abortion. Furthermore, she was single. She couldn't, couldn't have, she was barely making enough to, to keep herself alive because people don't uh, hire hunchbacks willingly. Uh, and, uh, uh, and so she took that decision, and it was not an easy decision for her at all. And I helped her. I drove her to the back alley abortionist who was a physician, a doctor, who uh, who understood the problems that women were having back then when abortion was fully illegal everywhere. And uh, so and I, I took her to have that done, and uh, it took took her back, drove her back afterwards, 200 miles each way. And um, so I am pro-choice, not not only by conviction, but by everything I know about abortion and and why people uh, have have to take that decision. It is up to the woman (laughs) to judge her own circumstances and take her own uh, make her own choice uh, just as all these anti-vaxxers are saying my body my choice uh, except unless you are a pregnant woman and then of course you have no more rights uh, you you will have that baby or else <laughs> 
Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens to Roe v. Wade when the Supreme Court gets hold of it, which they will do very shortly. I'm not optimistic. You know, strangely enough, you you know what what question's begging me uh, to kind of ask it is, and it it sounds uh, menial, but now, nowadays, if you were in the situation with Lily, you would go, uh, you would go to uh, with Millie. I'm sorry, uh, you would go to the internet and you'd and you'd do research on, on where to go for uh, for uh, an abortion, uh, in in those trying circumstances. My question to you is, uh, to find the research, to do the research, and I know Millie was a nurse, so she probably had access to information yeah. like that. But how would one find out back then, even where to go, to get an right. abortion? I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's word of mouth. It's it's uh, it's hearsay. Yeah. Uh, is, it, did Millie learned it through through her contacts at work? Uh, she she found out for, uh, at work. I'm sure she consulted other nurses for one thing, uh, and they probably uh, asked doctors. Uh, because it was obvious that they were not pregnant, but they were just, uh, you know, asking this question theoretically. Well, you know, if I were pregnant, uh, are there any resources, are there any recourses uh, where I could go to get help? And the doctor might say, well, yeah, there's Dr. So-and-so over in Minneapolis, (laughs) and so on. But uh, amazing. Now, I mean, where there's support at at a at a press of a button for for I guess every situation that you could you could possibly be in, um, and that's just through the internet. But uh, you know, we're living in in modern time. Well, see, except in Texas, we're living in modern times, and um, and and we have that advantage over folks uh, that would have had the same situation happening in the fifties. And uh, yes, absolutely you know, different different situations mm-hmm. but it it just seems like we were just having this conversation about hey maybe texas will will turn blue or purple at least and maybe you know uh, maybe this could happen and maybe joe biden was well it didn't last for long that thought didn't last for long they went into action they sprung yes, into they action, did. And, mm-hmm. and they said we are not going to allowed us to be a possibility because quite frankly that would be the end of the um electoral uh, argument you know like because uh, you know obviously everyone wants uh, everyone uh, from i imagine on the democratic side would like a, a popular vote to elect a president the uh, the the folks uh, that are against the electoral college are simply because of that if there was no Texas guarantee for Republic uh, for for the red or the Republican voters, uh, you know the electoral uh, the electoral map changes dramatically, and Democrats would probably easily win the White House. Yeah, yeah. If it was winnable, True. if Texas would now it's yeah. now, now they sprung into action and they made sure that wouldn't happen. That's exactly right. Uh, the legislature has been uh, working overtime to make sure that the minority party, uh, which is the Republican Party, I think even in Texas, uh, rule for the rest. I mean, for infinity, because uh, because the electors will all be Republicans, and if they aren't, uh, will overturn that election and uh, and uh, uh, and choose. Pick 
uh, Republican electors to replace the uh, the Democratic ones who got in, quote, by mistake, unquote, by the public uh, popular vote. So, uh, yeah, I think this is true of all the uh, the Republican states. They're all moving in the same direction. They want to make sure that the Republican Party can govern from the minority uh, in in perpetuity and that there will be no chance uh, for a, a Democrat to be elected ever again. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this is being orchestrated uh, by a few uh, think tanks and uh, and very wealthy people who are funding uh, these movements uh, throughout uh throughout the, uh, the Texas states. And I made that argument last time, uh, last week, uh, that it, it's true in the judiciary, true in the legislature, and true in the executive. All of them are are being stacked so that uh, the minority can rule, which is the case right now in the Senate, um, because McConnell and company can simply filibuster anything that comes uh, from the re- from the Democrats, except for this one loophole, which is reconciliation, and uh, and a very Republican leaning pair of uh, Democratic senators are holding that up uh, also. So uh, at the moment, everything is in, at a stalemate in our U.S. Senate, and people who don't know the score are blaming Biden for <laughs> for flailing around and not getting things done. So there you go. We are really in a pickle right now in this country. Very difficult. Very difficult um, to to explain. You started out with gerrymandering, and and just a final uh, thought from me, at least uh, on that. The majority of the the voters don't even know what gerrymandering is, and right. and they they are uh, subject to the uh, the power of, uh, of of the majority in that situation, and. And Texas is being gerrymandered as we speak, right? And um, and and the majority of the voters probably do don't even realize that this is going on. So um, the other things are, you know, more more obvious. Gerrymandering is a little more complicated to explain. You do a very good job of explaining it, uh, but you know, a lot of people just don't know. Uh, any final thoughts on all of this? Uh, uh, any any cause for optimism for any? moderates or democrats that that'll listen <laughs> well i think if uh if beto o'rourke uh runs for governor uh and if he goes through the rural areas the little towns which he did before when he was running against ted cruz and he almost won uh if he does that again i think people are getting more and more angry uh, a lot of uh, the the middle of the road uh, Republicans are getting angry, uh, and of course the Democrats are all up in arms. So, um, so it may be there will be such a majority uh, movement if the gerrymandering hasn't already gone into effect, which I'm afraid it might. Uh, he he might have a chance to become our governor, in which case uh, things would be uh, would be different. Uh, and that wave might uh, elect a few, a few more Democrats to the state legislature as well. Uh, that's the only hope we have. Uh, we do have a majority, I think, by now uh, of citizens who are middle of the road or left left winging, left wingers, 
uh, left-leaning, and uh, uh, so possibly it's it's a far-fetched, but it could happen. Amazing, Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg is the voice that you've been hearing, and to everyone out there, buy her latest before the Alamo, and uh, watch the documentary. Um, she's uh, she's wonderful. She's wonderful on on film as she is on audio. Uh, Doc, thank you very much, and uh, and have a have a great week. And to everyone out there, everyone out there, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can hear us on 124 different outlets. We encourage everyone to binge listen to everything that we've been doing, and we'll see you all next time on the Florence Weinberg Show.